Welcome to the Late Night Race Review. The sprint race is back and the fans are divided. Max actually has some overtaking to do. Does Lando's new moustache make him a better driver? Or is it the upgrades at McLaren? There's penalties to be had for track limits. And there's one for everybody in the audience. It's the Austrian GP. Don't forget to support the podcast by hitting those like, follow and subscribe buttons. Welcome back to the Late Night Race Review. I am Owen Scott, and with me as always is Dave Jericho and Isidro Consalvish. Well, on a weekend where there was more orange on show than a 12th of July parade, the Dutch master showed yet again why he sits so far ahead in the Drivers' Championship. Time to stop and get the fastest lap as well. Max really was immense this weekend, Dave, wasn't he? Oh, uh, uh, do you know I'm sick of just talking about Max Verstappen each week. He's like he's he, There's nothing else we can say about him. He won the race. It was comfortable. I I was disappointed. I thought there was at, at, at there was a moment there during the strategies, um, especially during the virtual safety car and uh, when all the tire changes were being made. I thought when they left Verstappen out, just there was a moment there. I thought when the tires weren't kind of lasting as long as I thought. I thought, Jesus, I think Red Bull might have backed themselves into a corner here and made a mistake leaving him out. But lo and behold, the the mighty Max Verstappen does it again and disappoints the rest of us. Well, I, I think that a lesser driver, it probably would have been a mistake today because, I mean, it dropped him well behind Sainz and Leclerc and he had to battle, not, not battle, but he had to get his way back to first again. Any lesser of a driver, do you think maybe that it would no, have actually it, been a mistake? It would have made no difference because the Ferraris came out on the medium tires, so they had to make another pit stop. So when he came back out, he was... Um, I think it was about 14 seconds behind Leclerc and six seconds or something behind Signs. I think it was something like that, wasn't it? Mm. Um, so, like, worst case, like, what was the like? He wasn't going to drop back on, on, you know, any further than that. So, you know, yeah, I just, yeah, as soon as I saw that, I was like, yeah, he's, 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 he's got this again. So, but look, amazing job. But uh, I think the, I think the chatter is all about his teammate, though. I think. Mm, yeah, it seems to be. I, I don't want to move on just yet. I, I really felt that today was a little bit different for Max than, than previous races. So I'm going to dig into that a little bit. Um, Isidro, <laughs> um, after the, the safety cars and Max came out behind uh, behind Sainz and Leclerc, he made his way by Sainz. And then there was a little bit of a battle with Leclerc. Can you talk to me a little bit but about that maneuver where he came up to the safety car line and just held himself back a little bit so that he'd have the the DRS coming out the other side. Yeah, that that, that was another uh, brilliant strategy that Max came out just on the point. And the way he used that line and the DRS just to go over uh, Leclerc just shows the how he's uh, well above everyone else. The fact that two laps before the end, he just said, I want to do a fastest lap. Let's go mm. in, change tires. While every everyone on the team was like, "Are you sure it's just for one extra point and you could lose seven? But he was just not confident on himself, but confident that the team would not screw up. That mm. was the most important bit. Dave, all right, I'll have to concede. Yeah, that was fucking boss. That, yeah. that I mean, that was class. Like I was just, you're like, you had. 
what do you have three seconds to play with if if there was a if there was a fuck up like he had three seconds outside yeah. of the pit window and uh or the time it takes to get, take a pit stop and that was just ballsy that was class that was yeah. really class do do you feel now this is this is a question that I, I was thinking about all day really do you feel we're being robbed of the the brilliance of max max Verstappen's driving by Red Bull giving him such a dominant car. We we miss all of these little things, like his little battle with Leclerc. Um, his actual driving skill isn't hasn't been on show at all, really, for the last, say, what, five races, if not for the entire season. He's not battling anyone. He's away out front, and you don't see it. Whereas today, we saw a little bit of it. Do you think it's we are being robbed as the fans of, of Max, all of Max fans are being robbed of Max this year? Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, well, no, it, of course. Like, it would be great to see him in, in sort of the the one on one battles or in in amongst the 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 rest of the drivers and seeing him actually fight for for positions. But but at the same time, what you're seeing is a guy who's able to like when everybody else is struggling on tires. Yeah, okay, he comes over the radio and he complains about the tires and stuff. But he's just able to make. The tires, he's he's just able to make that car go longer than everybody else can with their car. He, you know, he's just he just has such a connection with the car that he's just able to finesse it when it needs to be and drive the bollocks out of it when it needs to be. Um, so as much as we're not seeing him in those kind of battles too often, we are seeing an, another side of his his uh, skill set. That sort of that I suppose that ability to you know that patience i suppose and uh and and like i said preserving the car when need be and 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 driving it hard when need be as well so yeah it's it's just a completely different skill set but i suppose for us we want to see the wheel-to-wheel racing and not the saving the life of a tire yeah isidro go i wonder if uh, once max is maybe three or four points of winning the championship decide the one race just to crash and start from last and see if he can finish first just get some action from him it'd be nice and did you I know he- you know he would in fairness <laughs> did i hear someone say uh i don't know whether it was someone in the in the in the group or something like that in the in the f1 group that we have um was it someone who made the suggestion that they should stick like if after the summer break you know that you know max pretty much has it sewn up to make it a little bit more challenging and stick max in the uh, vacant alpha tower seat when <laughs> the inevitable nick de Vries is given the boot <laughs> yeah that would be funny in fairness that would be fucking wonderful someone someone said today i think it was on sky sports that he could actually go on his summer holidays now and still come back and be in such a dominant position after the summer break he could literally just take an early summer break well do you know if you take away perez's points He's leading the Constructors Championship for Red Bull just on his points alone. Incredible, <laughs> incredible. We're on the cusp of of brilliance here. I know we we kind of knew what was what was coming with with Max, but I he's he's a Lewis level. He's a Schumacher level. He he really is one of the the greatest drivers of, I'd yeah. say, this generation and generations to come. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um. So Perez, let's talk a little bit about Perez. Um. And close to a driver of the day performance. Uh. Finally showing some form and an excellent drive from fifteenth in the grid to finishing third and grabbing that last podium. Um. He went a long way to reminding Red Bull why he still has that number two seat this weekend, doesn't he, Cedro? Yeah. It started with the with the sprint race where he really, I think he showed that uh, he's not gone yet from Red Bull and it really. He was able to piss Max Verstappen <laughs> during the sprint race. 
mm. and this weekend uh this sunday with the race coming from 15 and finish p3 i think i think it's maybe paris is back or it's too soon to say that but he definitely showed today that uh, red bull should not forget him or should not let him go or start thinking about replacing him dave what do you think of paris this weekend Oh, he was great. Really, really good. Um, had a great drive there. And like you say, uh, I mean, I mean, you could argue for either him or Lando Norris for driver of the day today. Like, I mean, he he did his, I think he gained 12 places, I think, today, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, phenomenal. But I don't know. Um, I like, yeah, Perez is back. Yeah, no. I don't sorry, is he? Yeah. <laughs> that's way that's like too saying, soon. Yeah, yeah. That's like when question. we were... it's back. That, oh, or was it a question? Okay, well, then the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think um, I'm going to be really harsh on this one. Like, even though he had a great result today and, and like, he had he had a great race pace. I mean, he had a bit of a fuck up then and obviously the, the quality. Like, I mean, yeah, I suppose everybody went and, and uh, exceeded the driver. Uh, sorry, exceeded the track limits and stuff like that this weekend, all through the weekend. So um, I suppose you can't really kind of blame him too much on that one. But I don't know. I mean, we'll wait till Silverstone. If he has a good result in Silverstone, then maybe we'll say, okay, his, he's sort of maybe a little bit more comfortable in that Red Bull seat for possibly next season. But at this moment in time, I'd say Helmut Marco still has his Rolodex out <laughs> looking at who he can call for, for next season. Um, with Daniel Ricardo with his little flag up in the back. <laughs> Speaking of Daniel Ricardo, there was there was glimmers there uh, the day before that that Checo was sick and possibly Daniel Ricardo was going to be hopping into the Red Bull. Was anyone else excited maybe to see that just for one race? Maybe. Uh I I think I I I saw that kind of that those comments and stuff a little bit too late. I I saw it when um, Checo was already in the the free practice. Oh, okay. and I was kind of like, ah, uh, that that kind of uh, that hope is lost on me now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to see what he would do with this Red Bull car. I think there's more chance Daniel Ricciardo will drive the Alpha Terry in the second half of the season than uh, he will be in the Red Bull. I, yeah. I genuinely think the freeze is gone. Like, I mean, there is just I don't think there's anything he can do short of being on the podium in in the, one of the next three races. I just like. He was so error prone today, uh, lockups and just oh, you know, he just driving around like he was driving a shopping cart. It was yeah, I I just don't. He's doing nothing for me. And I said it last season. Hey, you can go back and check it on the podcast if you like. I thought everyone jumped the gun when they were like, oh yeah, let's give him a drive based on what the one good result that uh, that that Williams had on what Monza I think it was on a track Monza. that was suitable for a car that was great in a straight line that was rapid quick in a straight line and he managed to get a few points or yeah. he managed to get one point or whatever he got Two points and then all of a sudden he gets the fucking formula 1 drive based on like what the fuck no <laughs> he's gone um, Pick I, him if, out if I wasn't so lazy I'd go back and I'd edit that into the uh, the podcast later but I'm not going to do that just so we know. <laughs> yeah that's that's a, that's a lot of effort to know where I actually said that <laughs> I'm um, guessing it's after Monza but <laughs> uh, yeah I presume it was that podcast actually yeah. probably yeah let, let's see if that makes it in you'll find out later on um <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about Ferrari today um big strides this week and maybe putting some distance between themselves and Mercedes 
you could clearly see there's a, a pace difference when Sainz was chasing Hamilton. And is is there a bit of daylight between the two cars now, or was this track specific today for Ferrari, Dave? Sorry, the daylight between which two cars? The the Mercedes Ferrari. and the and the Ferrari. Oh, um, uh, yeah, but I mean, I still don't know quite what happened to the Mercedes today. They were awful. Yeah. Um, and it's funny we said this every every <laughs> every fucking week. Mercedes have a good result. We hear Toto saying like, and every week we say the same thing on the fucking podcast. Toto comes out and says, "Oh, we've got a handle on the car now. We understand what's happening. We've got upgrades. Are going to blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, grand. And they have a good result. And we're all like, hey, Mercedes are back, and they yeah, they've got on top of the car. And then oh, the shit shows around the corner. <laughs> and here's the shit show again on time. Like I mean, it's like the fucking, you know, you could set your watch to Mercedes fucking shit show at the moment. So yeah. um, I don't. I I think um. That being said, I, I do think they'll correct this for Silverstone. Um, I think they would be much more competitive. I think Ferrari were... Uh, I know we're not talking about Mercedes, sorry, but I think Ferrari were um, a little bit... A um, bit of a weird one, like because they, they had great pace in the qualifying, then sort of disappeared on the Saturday, really. They were they were all over the show on the Saturday for the the, the sprint qualifying and the, or a shootout quality, whatever the fuck they call it. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, Jesus, my enthusiasm today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the, uh, and the, uh, sprint race, they were just, they were well off the pace. And then today they were, they had the pace, but they decided just to sabotage themselves a little bit. I found at the start of the race, um, so before we get onto the race, in terms of the, the gap between the cars, and I know I have gone a long way around answering this question, mm. um, I think, uh, no, I think Mercedes maybe are, still. I think they're still level pegging on the the, the, the dev race. I think uh, Mercedes just had a shit show this weekend, and I think they'll correct it. And I think there's more shit shows to be had in Ferrari than there is in Mercedes. Yeah, good option there. Um, uh, Cedro, uh... Ferrari this weekend. Bring us on to how they actually how they actually did. Let's talk about Charles first of all. Um, not not a whole deal really going on here. I didn't notice him that much. He seemed to be just keeping his head down, uh, other than giving out around the 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 double stack maybe. Um, but largely a, a decent, obviously a decent result for for Charles and Ferrari this weekend. Yeah, it was a decent result, and Charles was almost invisible. Mm. I mean. He was the leader of the race for a for a for a few minutes, but that was it. Otherwise, it was just a surprising good day for the, for Ferrari. Mm. I was looking forward to see if Sainz would would uh, would start attacking Leclerc, but well, down down the road that didn't happen, and Sainz ended up not fighting Leclerc, but rather fighting between Norris and uh, and Hamilton. Mm. But overall, I think the Ferrari is showing more improvements. And I think Sainz is clearly a faster driver than Leclerc. The way I see it, I think Ferrari should start prioritize Sainz if they need, rather than putting Leclerc all his first like I did the last, in the mm. last race. But overall, I think I, I saw improvements today on Ferrari. Yeah. Uh, Dave, to talk to me a little bit just about uh, about Carlos Sainz. He was in the trenches a lot more than than Leclerc was today. Um, 
he won't be too displeased with his finish, although he'll probably be more displeased now with the with the news that he's been dropped back. Was it two positions or one position? Where is he now? Two two positions, but and he finished sixth now, I think, um, after that. But mm. I think he'll be fucking raging because I watched I was watching it and I was screaming at the TV because it was so annoying watching Ferrari constantly fuck up. Mm. Um they had um so at the start at the start of the race, it was clear Sainz was the faster driver. Now I'm not saying like over the course of the 71 laps or 70, 71 laps that um either Ferraris were going to beat out Max Verstappen. But judging on what we saw at the start of the race, Sainz was clearly faster than Leclerc. And I was kind of watching, I was going, what why isn't he going past? Like, I mean, he must, like, there, there hadn't been any radio calls yet kind of broadcast to say that he was, ho- you know, that he was told to hold station. But that, it was clear this was the case. Like, so you were, like, the gap got to five seconds or something like that. And there was another radio call, I think, from Carlos Sainz hinting that he was the faster driver um, and sort of, you know, I think he said something to the effect of, you know, um, something like, you know, I think you can see, what's going on or something like that. I think, you know, just hinting that, you know, let me go kind of thing. And they didn't see, they, they said, I think, uh, let me just check here. I had, had the notes here. Uh, what lap was it at? So yeah, after the virtual safety car, then, um, yeah. So, sorry, I'm just checking here in my notes. So yeah, mm-hmm. on, I think it was lap 10, uh, signs was told again, not to attack Leclerc. And you're like, He's the faster driver. Let him go. Like, mm-hmm. like, and I'll be honest. I think Signs needs to be a bit more ballsy and kind of say, you know, sort of ask for forgiveness later. Yeah, um, just do it. He should have just gone for it and just been like, I like, fuck this. Like, I'm sitting behind a guy in third place here. I have the potential to catch up with Max Verstappen. And at worst case, slow up Max Verstappen, burn up his tires more. At least try and do something Ferrari, but no, they stuck. They stuck with the, the two and the three, mm. and and didn't didn't really try and do anything. And then obviously they thought when the the uh, the everyone was coming in for the for the pit stops under the sort of the end of the virtual safety car, they decided to uh, double stack, and that's where Max Verstappen stayed out. Now I thought at the time I was thought well, that was a bad decision from. Max Verstappen, but then it turned out it was a worse decision from Ferrari because they double stacked, and not only did they not leave someone out to cover um, Max Verstappen, you know the the Red Bull strategy, um, and sort of split their strategy because they were never going to beat them by double stacking. So the best thing to do was to to at least have one driver uh, on on their own strategy and another driver matching Verstappen. That could have probably should have been Carlos Sainz re- in reality. And uh, instead, no, they brought them both in, double stacked, fucked up signs of stop. I think there was a, a, a fuck up with the front left during the pit stop. So slowed up his pit stop. And that was just at the pit stop. I think there was an extra second maybe on his pit stop. But leading up to that pit stop, he had to drive extra slow because Leclerc was still in the pit box. So he lost even more time just driving down the pit lane. Uh, it was just a shit show. And then they come out and they, I think... Uh, it was on like lap twenty or something like that. I think it was. Oh, was it that? Was it that late into it? And uh, it, they 
Ferrari come out and ask uh, Charles Leclerc, does he want to go for a three-stop strategy? A fucking <laughs> three-stop strategy. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? A drive across the country? Like, I mean, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> I mean, it was clear at that point that Max Verstappen had a set of hard tires on and their aim was to go as uh, certainly, if not as long uh, to the end of the race, as long as possible, that would only require a two stop. Yeah, and they're talking about a three stop. Like I, I, I just I lost all fucking sense of what was right and wrong in that moment in time. <laughs> like the the Ferrari pit wall seems to have a holistic approach to uh, race strategies. They're just like let's uh, let's just see what happens. We'll feel it out, and most of the time that's completely wrong. That I. They're, they're they're reading tea leaves and someone's taking a <laughs> shit into the teacup. <laughs> uh, yeah, horrible, horrible, horrible. But uh, improving, uh, possibly uh, good signs for for Ferrari that the two cars are actually performing pretty well. They just have to again, like we said all of last season, start to actually get it right on the pit wall. Well, we've been saying that this season as well. We've been saying that the car has been making improvements and we've been saying there's a, been a disjoint between the drivers and, and the trust between the drivers and the pit wall. I mean, this just fucking cements that. I mean, they're just unable to to make a decision. Um, it's it's like a, it's like a fear of being wrong and taking a, the, the, the right, you know, the, I, I, yeah, I don't know what they're fucking doing. It's, um, yeah. Ferrari. <laughs> well, let's, let's I think move. I need some. I need to take a Xanax or something. Yeah, like let's let's move away. Oh, you want to oh, talk Jesus. a bit more about the Oh, okay. Cedra, go on. Cedra's got a can of petrol in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> go on, light it up there. Maybe uh, Ferrari is afraid that what happened to the last guy that tried to be ballsy in Ferrari and tried to do things and apologize mm. later and see what happened to Borginotto. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, this uh, was the shots wrong or right. He was saying, let's do this. Of course, we all have know you, what happened. Have you been on the phone to Bernato? Have you been talking <laughs> to him? Do we know what's happening? Or... <laughs> I, I think no, ultimately, it doesn't, it doesn't Dave. To the text messages. I, I think Dave is right, though. I think Sainz, if he wants to get anything uh, as a Ferrari driver, he's going to have to take it into his own hands, really, doesn't he? Big time. He, he just he has to. He has to take it away from this shit of whole station. I mean, do you know, it reminds me of the whole kind of, do you remember that, um, the race, uh, early 2000s, uh, Schumacher and Barrichello, I think it was trying to think where it was. I wanted to say it was Brazil and they, they, do you remember they, they, they had to, they, 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 they fucking changed the positions. Remember Barrichello basically had that race won and they, they basically gifted the, the win to Schumacher. And I I don't know, it just has that kind of, we tell you who's going to win this race. We tell you who's going to finish in what position based on our cards, if you are close together. Don't, you know, they've never had a history of just, just let them fucking dog it out on the track. Like, and I think, mm. yeah, Carlos Sainz just needs to say, don't even fucking ask on the radio, just go for it. And then if they start screaming on the radio, just fucking say, there's a uh, pro, 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 problem with my radio. <laughs> and fucking just keep going. Like, Yeah, yeah. He needs to do something. Is, is there, you know, it, 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 there's nowhere really for him to go, though, either. That's the problem. Where does he go if Ferrari isn't an option for him anymore? Signs. Yeah. Red Bull when Perez leaves. That's, you think that's a good, a good move? I think it'd be a great move for him. Like, I mean, he'd be allowed race. 
I think. I'm pretty sure he'd be allowed race anyway. I'm not saying he's going to beat out Max Verstappen, but he's probably going to have a better job than he will in that Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, so, like that's that's that I I would be shocked if that ever happened. But I'm just saying that is a possible, you know, that is an option. Like you know, but it it, it ain't happening. But watch this space. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Lando Norris is finally making it into our main question section today and out of our best of the rest section finally. McLaren upgrades to the rescue. However, Lando was superb today and he he just deserved his driver of the day award, didn't he, Dave? He was class, really class. I mean, he loves he's he's just has a history of great results on this track. He just loves it. Um that uh, they brought forward the, the these upgrades. I think were due for Silverstone. I think they were due to have them on both cars in Silverstone, mm-hmm. um, but they brought them forward for just his car uh, today. And I don't know whether it was a combination of just Lando performs well on this circuit, or uh, the upgrades, or a combination of both. But if that's how powerful those upgrades have become, uh, or you know how, how powerful those upgrades were for that car. Wow, like I mean that that was a huge leap. If that's if that's uh, the the performance they're expecting, so I'm looking forward to Silverstone because that's a track then that should suit them based off uh, the Austrian um, circuit. So um, and Piastri will have it. So it'll definitely be a moment for Piastri now to see where he's he's at. Um, so yeah, I'm excited now. It'd be great to see McLaren back up back back up the front and. Um, Sort of, you know, mixing it with the even even if it's sort of with the the Alpines a bit more, um, that that would be great. Even can, can we hope for a Lando Norris top ten finish more frequently, Isidro? Um, or or do we think this is just track specific today? I know there was there was upgrades, obviously. Um, another one, a second point to this: if McLaren don't start delivering for Lando, how long do you see him sticking around? Is he a a lifer there at McLaren? Or if a Horner was a knock, and do you think Lando train would be rocking? What do you think? Well, you, you had well. notes on that one. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the upgrades of McLaren, they've been paying off. We could see a difference between McLaren at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. finished away from the top 10. And what, for the past three races, we've, we've been seeing McLaren's finishing, getting points, and Norris knows that. So in a way, I think he's happy with what McLaren is doing. If McLaren was still finishing 18, 17 by the end of this season, then I'm I'm sure Norris would start looking around and see who's available, mm-hmm. and maybe he would be a good a good option for the second seat of the Red Bull. Interesting, Dave. Weigh in on that one. Uh. Yeah, problem is he signed a long contract, doesn't he? Like, I mean, he only signed that what two years ago, so he's another three years or something left. Um, mm. like, I mean, he, who else? I mean, he he just he knows that team so well; they are not going to want to let him go. So, I think he's he's tied there for three years. I don't, I don't, I think he's going to have to serve his contract. Are contracts not made to be broken? They are, but by the team, I'm pretty sure the drivers aren't going to have much fucking say in that. Like, uh, yeah, well, look, we'll we'll see what happens. I I do think he's uh, he's very much a lifer there. Yeah. Um. Okay. Moving on from from uh, from Lando Fernando today, uh, not quite finding the pace and the Mercedes powered uh, Aston Martin. Have have we seen the best of 
the Aston Martin now, or again, was it track specific, albeit a P6 finish, not not the worst in the world for, for Fernando, Dave? They've dropped off, haven't they, since their upgrades? Do you remember the big promising upgrades they were bringing? Yeah. Uh, and we thought it was... It was the tra- um what was it the was it Canada was it they brought the upgrades? Um and Fernando um hang on a second, let me just bring up the uh talk amongst yourselves. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me bring up the uh the races here. And uh let me see here. Yeah, that Alonso finished second in Canada. Yeah, it was, yeah. Oh yeah, it was Stroll then that oh yeah, it was Stroll. Um just see now, was it not? Check here. Yeah, I mean he got second in Canada. Pfft. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it was Spain. Then he finished seventh and sixth and seventh. That was it. Was that that was the upgrades that came and it didn't do well. Yeah, so it did bad there. Canada, he came second. So I mean, and then today. Yeah, I don't know. They they just they weren't a match for anybody really today. They were sort of just. They were just tipping along, so I um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just, I, I don't think they've made a step forward with those upgrades. Um, I mean, largely the was there anything stand out that happened from the Aston Martins today? I mean, there was a bit of a battle between them. I mean, I was a bit annoyed, uh, in the um sprint race. I thought kind of the the sort of the battle towards the end of the race with uh, Stroll and Alonso. I kind of thought. I I know Stroll wants the position; it's important to him as well. But I just mm. thought that point meant more to Alonso uh, than it did to Stroll. Like it would it would have done more for Alonso than it would have for Stroll. Mm. So um, I thought maybe a bit of teamwork there because Alonso has often held station and not attacked Stroll and left him with the position. I thought that was his opportunity just to repay the favor on a small scale and let Alonso through. Yeah. Um, but uh, that aside, in the main race on on Sunday today, like um, yeah, I, I didn't think there was much there other than, like I said, I was just there's still a bit of a, a red flag flying about those upgrades. Yeah, um, well, Aston Martin launching the the protest then after the race, and um, a number of drivers in breach of that article was it thirty three point three. Uh, in the sporting regulations. I said that like it wasn't written down in front of me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Lando and, uh, well, Lando wasn't actually in the end, but they had called about uh, Lando and Sainz getting another five-second penalty. Um, 100 laps deleted today for for track limits. What what is so hard about that turn, the final turn coming onto the the straight, uh, the pit straight, sorry, I'm tripping over my words, um, that has caused so many issues today? Why is that causing so many issues? That turn nine and ten has so much benefit for the pit straight that if you can gain, um, if you can carry more speed, well, obviously it sounds fucking obvious, but if you can carry more speed out of those corners, then you're probably going to gain possibly the guts of a tenth of a second by the time you've reached the end of the pit straight. Um, so that's why drivers are pushing it so much to the limit. Um, on 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 those particular corners because it's quite valuable when it comes to the overall because it's such a short lap as well so it's quite valuable um and that's all it is like i mean it's just their high speed corners so it's obviously a bit harder to gauge that you know at that sort of speed um to balance uh the the limit of that line and and gain and carrying as much speed as possible onto the onto the straight 
So, um, yeah, I mean, well, like, what, what can you do? I mean, like, I like the way they enforce the um, the track limits. Um, I mean, you know, people complain. I mean, I saw a lot of people and a lot of other sort of um, podcasts that I follow and stuff like that, F1 podcasts and stuff, kind of complaining that it was ridiculous. Like all the, I think they were saying that there was 1,200 uh, track limit um, sort of triggers, uh, you know, events triggered. Um, and they were kind of, oh, this is a joke. It's ridiculous. And then they saw all the penalties that were applied after Aston Martin's um, protests, you know, that there was eight additional penalties awarded. Um, but I mean, it's right. There's a track limit there for a reason because they gain such an advantage if they carry more speed through that corner. Um, I mean, if there was a wall there, I mean, if this was Monaco, you know, what are you yeah. going to do? You know, you're going to try and how are you going to try and squeeze more track limits there? You're going to hit a wall. So, yeah. you know, it's just because there's no wall there, the track limits are still in, in, in force. And it's probably one of the only tracks on the calendar where it's so uh, sort of um, strictly enforced. I know we have track limits that sort of seem to float from circuit to circuit. And then on some circuits, it kind of floats from corner to corner. Oh, we're going to monitor track one and track, or sorry, turn one and turn three today. And then you get to race day and we're monitoring turn six and turn nine. You know, it, it, it it's so uh, inconsistent, but Austria has always been turn nine and 10. You go, you, you, you just go a, a, a hair over that, uh, that white line and you're going to get a penalty and they know it. So, um, I think it's fine. I think it's great. I think it's a it's a it's a character uh, building exercise. <laughs> <laughs> and Carlos Sainz picking up ten seconds uh, of of penalties. He it, it's a big it's a massive risk, but he's he paid the most today for trying to push yeah. it on that corner. I often wonder as well when drivers start exceeding the track limits. I, I'm not sure when he started doing that, but I find that when he and this might not be the case, but just, you know, tinfoil hat and all that. Um, I always thought that, you know, you're you're looking at him and you're kind of thinking, I bet he, he's in that car like he's sort of, you know, he's after coming out in sixth, I think he did, after his shit double stack pit stop. Yeah. And I'd say at that point, all through the race, he's been thinking, well, fuck these guys. Like, you know, they wouldn't let me overtake Leclerc. They fuck up my pit stop. Now I'm in sixth. I've got it all to do. I'm overtaking people. I can show them faster. So then you're kind of thinking, is he pushing harder there than he should have, than he maybe necessarily would have, or taking more risks, pushing it to the limit more on those corners because he's trying to regain positions and track, you know, track position that he's lost thanks to his team um, that he may not have uh, possibly had done uh you know, if if, if um, he wasn't out of position, um, maybe not the case. I'm just kind of hypothetical, but uh, you know, I mean, lots of other drivers went off there as well. But sometimes you got to think like you know, it's often drivers who are pushing for a reason, pushing harder than maybe they 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 should or need to, um, yeah. for a particular reason. And in Sainz's case, I think that reason might have been because he was out of position and he was getting a little heated in that car, and uh, and and just pushed it a little further than it should have. Yeah. Um, we we touched on them earlier on briefly. Oh, sorry, Isidro, go on. Just on the track limits, I don't know if you noticed that uh, Alex Albon, when he got the penalty for exceeding track limits, he complained that the, his engineer never told yes. him anything about track limits. Only yeah. when he got the penalty, say, oh, we got a penalty for track limits. I mean, 
you should be saying one time, two times, three times. I mean, oh, uh, at Williams, the, yeah. the, the guys on the Williams pit wall are probably just sitting there playing Xbox. <laughs> In fairness, they're not even watching the race. Yeah, we're not expecting anything here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but you're right. He, he should have been on to him every single time. I guarantee every other team would have been the same. You're after, you're very close. You're after getting a checker or a black and white flag here. Um, and yeah, he was really let down by them today, wasn't he? So it's a bad move. Yeah, not a good, not a good look for them, uh, especially with the guy coming over from um, what's his name came over from Mercedes. Oh, Bowles. Yeah, you thought there would have been a little bit more control there uh, put in place, but it seems like they're still in the same position they were last year, really. Mm. Um. Okay, let's talk about Mercedes. We we touched on them earlier on there. I, I don't know if there's too much more to talk about other than. Um, I want to just touch on Lewis's brake issues. Isidro, why don't you take take us on, on this here? He was complaining quite a lot with the about the brakes today. Yeah, he complained of, almost from the beginning that he was having braking issues. And I think that uh, that made him go over the the track limits uh, all the time. The, at least that was saying that he couldn't brake and that's why the car was always going over. So I think that was part of the problem and that's why Hamilton was complaining all the time. Not even the car being slow, but the fact that it has braking issues uh, didn't help either. Mm. We could see at uh, at one point Toto Wolf just almost trying to say, just shut up and drive. We know that the car yeah. is, <laughs> is, is, is not as fast as we want today, but what do we want to do? But no, he's just saying, yeah, we know, just keep driving, keep driving. <laughs> Keep on but swimming, to, but today Mercedes was not was not the same Mercedes from uh, from last uh, from last weekend or two weekends ago. Yeah, there was it, definitely something wrong with them. It but, was uh, last year's Mercedes, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, probably. But I'm surprised that even though with all the problems, uh, they still managed to to get uh, good positions before all the penalties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lewis was a, a frustrated figure today, Dave. Talk a little bit about him there. But uh, I think everybody, well, uh, probably any Lewis Hamilton fans anyway, are going to say <laughs> that it, it, he's kind of right. I mean, okay, yeah, he's at the end of the day, the car is shit. You just have to fucking, you know, they can't do anything about it in the middle of the race. You're just going to have to deal with it, drive the best you can and get the best results you can. Understood, and that's easier said than done when you haven't kind of, you know, us as fans have not been sitting in that car and sort of suffering the heartache that Lewis Hamilton has been going through. And not just because he's been given a pile of dog shit to drive around a racetrack, but um, and then being told promises, oh, this, you know, we're doing this and it's going to be better. But the fact that he had already told them last year that the concept was flawed and it was not a runner and he came out publicly and said that they didn't listen to him and they went with the old concept for the start of this season and it was dog shit and then they tried to now fix it and they've now gone to sort of more a uh, direction that lewis is comfortable with or or a direction that he wanted to go in and he was starting to get happy that we started seeing performances. We kind of, I mean, we've said it in previous podcast episodes. We were like, Jesus, the Mercedes, you know, they're going to win races this year um, if they start, you know, keep up this uh, sort of upward trend in the development race. 
And so you can imagine the the positive feelings that were going on that finally you know that kind of oh i can finally get up for air and then there's some bollocks up there with his foot puts it on your head and pushes you back <laughs> down under the water again you know yeah. and that's basically what happened to him today so toto can say oh shut up and drive all you want but he has to remember that that's a driver who told you that you didn't listen to him he told you the fucking problems with this car we're now halfway through the season and you're only now really trying to address them you sort of gave him a little bit of promise. He had a bit of fresh air, and then you just whipped it away from him. So, what did you think he was gonna? How? What? How, what sort of emotions did you think he was going to, 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 to show in that moment? Oh, the team are working well. We're all pulling together back at back at headquarters, and you know we're all working as a team. And you know, let's all link our. No, he's gonna be like fuck this, like you know. So that's exactly what we heard on the radio. And I'm not a huge Lewis Hamilton fan, but I absolutely agree with him. I, I can imagine if I was in that car, I'd be fucking getting out and taking a shit in the cockpit as I walk away. It's a <laughs> pure toilet bowl. Is uh, is the the problems today, though, were they just isolated to today? It was just something that came up over the weekend. It's it, it, Or is it a development thing? It, I, I What do you think? Absolutely no idea. I completely. I thought this was going to be a circuit that would really suit them, yeah, especially and and suit their upgrades. Um, I mean, we'll see as we get closer to the, our prediction game that we 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 thought this was going to be the case, uh, or that yeah. you know there was going to be more positive. <laughs> so I genuinely have no idea. I've actually I've tried to do a little bit of research before we jumped on here to see if there was any sort of information that comes has come out. I mean, Total Wolf has only just said you know. Oh, we hold our hands up. You know, we didn't have a car that was performing well today. And you're like, okay, fair enough. But what the hell happened? Like, mm. like what? Like, I mean, this is what, like, this has come out of left field. Like, this isn't just, you know, you were making strides. You're, you're, things were going well. What the hell happened? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, we need to get, be interesting to find out what, what happened. And does this roll on to Silverstone? I mean, I think they're going to be a bit more positive in Silverstone. I think they're going to address this. But if they don't, then I don't know what's going on in there. If if if, if this continues, that we get the same result in Silverstone, then this is a bigger issue. Uh, if they rectify it and we see them battling for the podium, maybe for third in the podium or something like that, then we know that they just got a setup wrong for that upgrade and it just wasn't working for them. And that will be fine. Um, but yeah, if it got, turns into a shit show in um, in Silverstone, then yeah, they're 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 back in trouble again. Mm. They're going to be working hard this week now to get things right. Yeah. Um, Russell with a largely underwhelming impact uh, on proceedings today, but still managed to climb from, say, what, P11 into some points. He got P8, I think, in the end. Um, but he'll be disappointed to have a, a pretty anonymous race today, Isidro. Yeah, we almost didn't hear about Russell in the, in the, whole, in the whole race. And I think that was invisible, basically. He finished P7, never complained. There was, I don't remember any specific battle with him. I mean, Paris just flew by and that was it. The yeah. Russell was quite <laughs> invisible today. Dave Russell, oh, sorry, go on. See even, even with the same Mercedes as Hamilton. So, yeah, very slow car. I love the way uh, you say he never Dave. complained and you're thinking... That guy's just come from, he came from Williams before he went to Mercedes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they could have put him in a soapbox and he wouldn't have complained. <laughs> um, okay, will we get on to a little bit of the, the best of the rest? Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to Logan Sargent today 
who finally had a good race. He got up to the lofty heights of uh, P13. Are, yeah. are we finally seeing a little bit of life out of the young dog? I'd say the old dog, but the, the young dog of Logan Sargent, Dave? Uh, no. Uh, I think we had, I'm just having a look here. <laughs> I, like You have the, the cars that finished behind him. Um, I mean, Jesus, like it's a fucking, it's a big super poo behind him. Like, <laughs> like it's just awful. Like I'm just like you have like Sonoda had an awful race. Magnuson just awful. De Vries gone in three races time, no doubt. Piastri is driving the old McLaren spec car, which is terrible. Um, Bottas, okay, fair enough. That that's a question mark that he that he, he outstripped uh, Bottas, and then Ocon had a three place a penalty um, sort of post race to drop him in behind Logan Sargent. And then you have to remember that that Williams is phenomenal in a straight line. And you've got basically three massive DRS straights in, in uh, Austria. So it just, it really suits the Williams. So I think it was, he had a, there was a combination of that car, this track suited that car really well. And the cars behind him were absolutely just had an absolute crap race. So um, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not uh, I know it's horrible on him. Like, I mean, I should have given him, I should have given him his props. He came P13, but I, I yeah, no. <laughs> the look, looking back through the, the grid there, if you look who's behind Sergeant, you've got Joe, uh, DeFries, Bottas, Piastri, Tsunoda, and Magnussen, all of which had pretty terrible races. There was, um, uh, Joe finished ahead because you're looking at the, the, oh, results the previous, pre- is right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sorry. you had behind him, you had Ocon, Bottas, Piastri. De Vries, Magnussen, and Sonoda. Yeah, again, all of which who had shit shows today. Penalties so he, out of their asses, every last one of them. Like, yeah, he was really helped by the 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 surroundings. I think that that um that position. Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. I I'm not given. I I can't, I can't give him credit for the for the thirteenth. It wasn't like it was just everybody else just seemed to have a have have a terrible race. Like you know. Yeah, yeah. I've got one more mention just before we finish up um, with with the race. Um, I'd like to give another shout out to Yuki Tsunoda. Um, He had two really ballsy little dives down the inside of, um, I can't remember who it was. It was the first few corners of the race. And then ultimately he brought out the the safety car. I think he went off. But a little shout out for for having the guts to do what he did. Did you see his his overtakes? Tsunoda? Yeah. yeah, it was it was an interesting race. Um, yeah, I just wanted to give him a little shout out. I thought that was that was uh, interesting. He's, usually, he's largely you know the only thing you hear about Sonoda is that he's effing and blinding over the radio. But um, I, I thought those two little overtakes were great. Other than that, I think there was nothing really else to talk about today, Dave. Uh, except for the the jetpack man who had a face plant on the circuit. Um, <laughs> wasn't going to talk about it. <laughs> sly smile from Piastri is uh, golden. Like that is just <laughs> epic. Like let's just make sure he he was okay after that happened, right? Oh yeah, he walked away, fucking pumping the air with his fist, like you know, <laughs> like you know, like a hero, like you know. But it was Piastri's face when it happened, just like oh. <laughs> brilliant okay i think that's probably the last we'll see of jetpack man at uh at the in austria yeah yeah uh, all right so before we go on though we have to give our who i think we know who the driver of the day is for both of us for all of us but driver of the day and biggest loser of the day so uh scotty let's go in order um i'm gonna say driver of the day lando norris uh yeah definitely 
Uh, my loser of the day, probably Valtteri Bottas. I thought he was unlucky to get clipped and he dropped way back. He was losing downforce. So I think he was probably the biggest loser for me today. All right, I'm going with, obviously, same Lando Norris, but my biggest loser of the day is uh, Nico Hulkenberg. Ooh. I thought, uh, you know, he was he was rolling along there in the top 10 and then uh, obviously uh, some engine issue sent him out. So, uh, yeah, a zero. Uh, Norris as driver today, although Perez is quite close to Norris. Yeah. And loser, I'll say K Mag was really not his day today. K Mag uh, over Hulkenberg. At least K Mag finished. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, not, uh, Hulkenberg uh, fault for the, yeah, yeah. For the engine. Um, all right. So, uh, actually, before we go on to the uh, predictions game, I'll just quickly do a recap of the. Um, fantasy league. Oh God, the news that you all want to hear. I'm doing shit. I'm down into ninth. Um, stop inventing is still at number one. Um, good lord. Uh, team track number two. We've got a new entry at number three. Zanetta team one. I'm down to ninth. Uh, let's see what other big movers have we got down there. Uh, good lord, where are you boys? Uh, oh, Zedro's dropped down to 18th, and um, Scotty, you are at 19th. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Sorry, I have my wife poking me in the ear to say, just to inform me that she is now in uh, <laughs> sixth ahead of me by three places. <laughs> fair, fair play, Jake. Well done. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> All right. So uh, the predictions game. Let's get on to business. Uh, it's... That's I just cheat show. Uh, well, you know what? The... Dave was so close on something, and I just checked it. I had to check it when I looked at it. Um, sickening for you now. I have to say, absolutely sickening. What was I close on? Um. All right. Uh. Okay. I'll call oh no! Sorry. Friend. Sorry. Sorry. It was the wrong car. I thought. I thought it was Mercedes. It, it said something else. Sorry. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, no, yeah. No, no. So. Uh. Okay. So I had my top ten was verse our top three top ten. Jesus <laughs> Christ! We'd have people falling asleep. Uh. <laughs> my top three was Verstappen P one. Well, that was inevitable. Uh. Alonso uh, P two. That uh, did not happen. And Hamilton P three. That most certainly did not happen. My top three, uh, Verstappen, P1, yes, uh, Hamilton, P2, no, Russell, P3, no, also. Well, that's fantastic. And uh, a zero, <laughs> copied my Verstappen homework. Verstappen first, almost second, and Hamilton third. Excellent. Well, that was a, a pretty good yeah. clusterfuck from all of us. We, I mean, we got Verstappen right, which we have, I think all of us have had Verstappen pretty much for the whole season. So it was inevitable that was going to happen. So my flop, I went with Leclerc with a crash, and that did not happen. Nobody's crashing these days. What's going on? No, it's gone out of fashion. Uh, I went for uh, science and reliability, and that did not did happen. Did not happen either. No. Nope. Uh, and science DNF, that didn't happen either. Jesus. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. All right. My surprise, I went with both McLarens with a P8 and P9. Yeah, that's what I thought was. I thought it said both Mercedes P8 P9, and I had to go check it. Do you know, 
had Piastri had the upgrades, it you know that's that's a result that may have come close. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it's uh, yeah, no. Um, um, I went for uh, Nico Hulkenberg top ten, and it was on until it wasn't. Yeah, and a zero. I got that one. P nine. <laughs> So this is a very underwhelming end to the <laughs> to, to the Australian Grand Prix. We all got fucking nothing pretty much. We, we all got Verstappen and that was it. That is probably one of our worst performances. It's pretty terrible. Um, that is a bad one. So um so it's a draw. We share the points. Uh that leaves yeah. me on four points. Scotty still at the top of the table on five points, and Azidro on three points. How am I winning this? It's ridiculous. I don't know. <laughs> Look, my wife's in sixth place in in the league ahead of me. I'm not like I mean, I've lost all <laughs> faith in my decision making. Um, <laughs> okay, right, Silverstone. Let me crack open my. Uh... Have I just deleted my? Oh no, there they are. I thought I just deleted my predictions for this week. <laughs> okay, I am. Oh, I'm going absolutely fucking completely fucking outside the box here um not with my p1 i mean it's inevitable it's going to be yeah. just happen yeah um however i tied with this now for the p2 and p3 and i think i'm just gonna to have to lock it in but i'm going for a russell p2 oh and a hamilton p3 I just, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say they'll fix the issues. I, I, I was gonna throw a Lando Norris in there. Um, I'm, I, I'm predicting rain for Silverstone. Mm. I just thought Lando Norris might be a, a good shout if that McLaren does well. But no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go outside of the box there. So what do you got, Scotty? Um, funny you should mention Lando Norris. I have a. Uh... Lando Norris P1. No, I don't. Um, I have Max Verstappen <laughs> P1. Um, I actually have Carlos Sainz P2 and a Lando Norris P3. Sainz and Norris P3. Because I believe Sainz won this last year, didn't he? That's not the thing I'm having an issue with. <laughs> I know I said I was going with Lando Norris P3, but yeah, I, yeah, that's, I, I hope it happens. I hope I'm it going happens. ballsy. I'm going ballsy. Yeah, I have yeah, to do no, something I, different here. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit boring just going with the same fucking. Yeah. All right, Isidro, have we gone? Have you gone with the same ones as last week? Happen first, Perez second, Hamilton third. Oh, you're just oh well, you've you've got Hamilton in there. Mm. Um, you're taking a little bit of a risk. I just don't think the uh the Ferraris are going to do anything next weekend. Um. I could be proven completely wrong on that one. Um, so my surprise... Oh, no, we're, we're on flops. Sorry. I'm going with uh, Perez with a DNF. Ooh. And I'm not I'm not calling what. I'm just going with a DNF. So it could be... I know we have uh, a two-pointer if you predict whether it was a crash or a reliability. Um, ah, fuck it. Perez, crash. I'll go for the two points. I Interesting. Uh, I'm going to go for big air here again. Um, I'm going to say Hamilton... Uh, DNF. You going for the two points or you're going to stick with one? I'm going to stick with one. It's too vague. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Azidro. Finds DNF. And you just sticking with the DNF. You're not going to call it. No one's willing to call their shots anymore. What would Babe Ruth do? 
Um, right, signs DNF. I'll be honest. Anyone who's listening in America, I know fuck all about baseball, so I have no idea whether Babe Ruth used to call his shots or not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's someone in baseball. Um, all right, my surprise is uh, Alex Albon, top 10. Ooh, an old classic. Yeah, resurrecting him from the dead. I nearly went with Schumacher. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to say Guan Yu Zhou, top 10 finish. Go top ten, yeah, like it. Yeah, just throwing Cedro. it out there. Albon top ten. Yeah, that's pretty solid. And I, I think the the surprises are pretty safe. Flops, we've all fucking <laughs> thrown caution to the wind. Um, <laughs> and to be honest, some of our fucking top three, we throw caution to the wind as well. So yeah, um, it should be interesting. Um, well. That's it for this week. We've ranted enough. I don't even know how long we've been ranting for. It feels like we've been here for about three days. Um, <laughs> but I'm looking forward to uh, Silverstone. Uh, hopefully the McLarens, the Mercedes, everybody's uh, back on form. Uh, hopefully the Aston Martins are back on form as well. And we're in for an exciting race. There's a prediction of rain as well. So um, we will uh, see you for the race review on the Monday. Goodbye. 